So we're doing a downtime episode today, and I believe that we have pre-decided that we're doing Rock Sands stuff first. Uh, yeah. So, Chloe, would you like to do the thing that I have planned for Roxanne or the thing that you have planned for Roxanne? I want to know what you have planned, honestly. But I mean, okay. is this a first thing or, or just we're just doing the one today? No, we're doing both. Okay. I want to see yours first. How about that? Okay, sure. Uh, so, it's been... One week. Since she looked at me. Cocked your head to the side, said I'm angry. Five days. I was I genuinely didn't mean to do that. It was it was actually just reaction. <laughs> it's always a reaction in my brain. Anyways, as I was saying, it's been a little more than half a month uh since your bet resolved. Yeah. And you get a text from Carrie asking you to swing by her place at some point. She's not working today, so no time in particular. Just sometime today would be nice. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna try and pretend not to be incredibly excited about this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, you get to Carrie's place. You were told previously that a bunch of other musicians live here. That starts to make sense as you near the front door and you can hear a saxophone and keyboard duet going off somewhere inside. It's very loud. Oh, so they're playing ska. (laughs) What kind of... Never mind. (laughs) What kind of what? Finish your thought. Hmm. Nothing. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna fucking, you know, actually, no, I was gonna say, I'm gonna fucking bang on the door really loud. Actually, I'm just gonna text her that I'm here. Yeah, okay. So you send the text, and there's like 30 seconds, and then the music cuts out, and uh, Carrie comes up to the front door and lets you inside. Hey, uh, I guess those are your roommates playing? Yeah, uh, and she takes you into the living room, and there are two people in there. Oh. Uh, uh. And and she motions to the woman with the saxophone and says, this is Alex. And she motions to the dude on the keyboard and says, this is Eric. Uh, yo, how's it going? Eric does that, like thumb and pinky shake at you, like surfer was up kind of thing. Oh yeah, hang loose, got it. Yeah. Uh, Alex, like, gives you a once over, like up and down, and just says, huh. Yeah, alright. Roxanne just cocks her head at her and is like, do you want me to spin? I mean, if you wouldn't mind. Ah, Roxanne. Roxanne does the uh, most elegant spin she can manage. (sighs) Alex actually laughs at that. She kind of wasn't expecting you to go through with it. (laughs) 
anyway, hi, nice to meet y'all. Yeah, likewise. Uh, Carrie says she lost a bet to you. Uh, yeah, I guess, kind of. You guess, kind of. All right, sure. And that that was Eric, and it's just dripping with sarcasm. I mean, what? What did she tell you? That she lost a bet. How come you seem so unsure about it? I don't know. I felt like I could have done it better. I'll leave it at that. Eh. He shrugs. And then Carrie says, Alright, uh, sit tight. I'll be right back. And she goes off in down a hallway to what is probably her bedroom. Nice. Okay. And she comes back out with a guitar-sized box. A guitar-sized box? Yeah, it's it's in. I I should say it is a guitar case. That was a real dumb way to put that. A guitar case sized box. (laughs) And out of that guitar case sized box, she pulls a flute. (laughs) I hope there's not an axe inside of it. It It's a very old callback. Mm -hmm. A very old callback to something that hasn't happened yet. I mean. Yes, I'm making a joke out of character. Yeah. Okay, so she presents you with the guitar case. Oh my gosh. Like I, uh, I, I should be clear, she doesn't like shove it into your arms. She puts it down on a couch and like sweeps her arm over it as if to say, here it is. Uh, I'm going to open it right now. All right. Uh, so, what's uh, what's Roxanne's just sort of like general knowledge of uh, like musical instrument brands? I'd say Roxanne probably has it. Uh, <laughs> Roxanne probably has been wanting to get a good, as I've mentioned, has been wanting to get a guitar since she was like a teenager. So she probably mm-hmm. has a better idea than what than I do. Let's say. Okay, so Roxanne, you are able to recognize a Gibson Les Paul standard. Nice. Nice. Which you start running numbers in your head over like online window shopping you've done. Uh, Mm -hmm. This particular guitar runs like two grand. Uh, Too nice, in fact. Yo, this is a little like much like a lot much Alex and Eric are sort of snickering in the background as you say that and Carrie's like well I've lost a bet and I take that sort of thing very seriously uh apparently yeah apparently a lot very seriously um doesn't this thing run like Shit, I don't know. Uh, fuck. Are you like secretly some sort of heiress that I should know about? Is that <laughs> kind of what's going on here? No, no. Just I just work at a instrument store. The price tag on the guitar just says shit. Ellipses. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, nobody ever accused Roxanne of being eloquent. <laughs> Earnest, but not eloquent. <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, wait. This feels like... I... I don't know, I just don't feel like I can accept it. Like, this seems like... Way beyond the scope of what was kind of a jokey bet. Like, I mean, I took it seriously because I took it seriously, but you didn't have to go this far. Carrie just kind of shrugs and can't really seem to look you in the eye right now. And then Alex from her chair, just like fiddling with the knobs on her saxophone, just says, I told you it was a little too much. Look, I'm not saying I don't appreciate all this. Because I do. I do appreciate it. But unless they're paying you like triple what they pay me at my job, this is excessive. And I don't want you like, I don't know how many roommates you have, but it can't be enough that you can go out buying, you know, two grand guitars or whatever. Well, I'm not breaking my bank here, Roxanne. I'm just, you know, dipping into a little of the the fun money I've been saving up. That's all. I'm I'm not hurting my ability to make rent here. All right, all right, fuck it then. Uh, fuck it. You've put me in a... Out of character, you've put me in a rough spot, because, like, how how would Roxanne be like this? Because this is... Uh, Roxanne.exe has encountered an exception, must shut down. <laughs> yes, exactly. On one hand, cool guitar. On the other hand politeness. Roxanne <laughs> pretends to be polite around regular people. Now, well, then she has to ask herself, is it more is, is it more impolite to accept a really expensive gift or reject a really expensive gift? You're killing me here. The obvious answer <laughs> is to jump out the window and pretend you never existed. <laughs> The obvious answer is to literally just teleport. Well, time to go. Time to go on a fucking trip to hell. Fuck out of here. Activate angel wings. Go back to the woods in Ojai. Start a new life there. (laughs) Just text Magpie being like, Magpie, how quickly can you open a portal to the Deadlands? Because I'm dead. Fuck. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. I'll I'll take it. And I'm going to be the best fucking guitar player you ever met. Uh, Carrie just kind of smiles. It looks a little sheepish. Uh, Eric, like, applauds. It goes, woo! Ah, shit. (laughs) I'll be honest, I forgot you two were there. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh... Alright, fuck it. Let's bust this thing out and, uh... 
I've never actually touched one of these things before. I want to see how it sounds. Is that cool with you? Everybody in the room gives a thumbs up as one. All right, all right, all right. And he's strong that uh, makes kazoo sounds. This has been <laughs> an elaborate prank. It just makes a you goose honk. on YouTube. <laughs> Untitled goose guitar. <laughs> goose guitar. Uh, fuck. I don't have a cool song idea prepared for this one. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> no stairway. I, I figured it would take a while for you to, like, string it and get it in tune and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually own a guitar in real life, but mine's secondhand, so... Hmm. Yeah, uh, so while, while you're getting that set up, uh, Carrie goes back into the back of the house again and actually comes back with a violin. Yeah. Just the, the four of you are going to have a little jam session. Oh, shit. Baby Roxanne's first jam session. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it'll be like. We'll have to ima- imagine it using our uh, mind's ear. I mean, is Roxanne a natural? Oh, God. She, she has enough practice on other things. There's probably some degree of transferable skill. Yeah, I mean... One of the divine powers is can completely shred. <laughs> <laughs> She's really good at gu- the guitar, but only playing Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> and Highway to Hell. Highway to Hell. Uh... I mean, Roxanne plays the bass. It's basically just a guitar with less strings, right? And no frets. Eh. Why make things complicated? Yeah. So you all have a you all have a pretty cool jam session at a certain point when it gets around to be like lunchtime. Eric insists that everybody eats, and Alex makes some comment about him being a whiny baby when he gets hungry, and he tells her to shut the fuck up. Yeah, this checks out. This is how friends act. And uh, you all pile in the kitchen and make some lunch. You sort of halfway hear Alex say something to Carrie about how that was definitely coming on too strong. But nobody makes anything of it. I'm sure I don't know what that even means. Hmm. I wonder what that means. I mean, granted what we have decided what that was canon between discussion with Roxanne and Grant previously had. Yeah, that checks out. That's in character for Roxanne. Oh, God. Yeah, that, co- <laughs> <laughs> that conversation that nobody here, that nobody listening actually knows about. Uh, we're going to have to bring it up organically at some point. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Roxanne gets handed a card and says, hey, you want some fuck? Roxanne, I wonder what this means. <laughs> It's not like it's Chinese food or something. <laughs> I'm kind of a picky eater, sorry. Post lunch, you all return to your jam session, and you have a pretty fun day. You probably don't quite get over how fucking expensive this guitar you now own is. Uh, oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> I can't just I can't just leave my guitar in my fucking car all the time now. 
<laughs> Gotta actually treat it with a little bit of respect, a little bit of care. Look, if it's my money, I'll, I'll treat it how I want it, but not someone else's money. What do I look like? An ingrate? Fuck that. Right on, right on. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> Roxanne just like texts Grant and be like, uh, so you remember that bet I told you about? Well, that girl just bought me like a ridiculously expensive guitar. What's that all about? <laughs> uh, Grant goes, <laughs> Roxanne, you are the most oblivious person ever. Remember what our conversation about Mark was a couple of years ago? Uh, vaguely, Mark. Uh, Mark is like your friend or whatever. No! Roxanne, we already had this conversation. Mark was my boyfriend. Wait, he was your boyfriend? Yes! Uh, uh, that explains all the, de- the you know... The dinners, dinners and the times I took him out to go see some like movies and stuff. Yes. And that time you caught us fucking. But <laughs> like, sometimes bros just fuck bros. <laughs> no homo. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's- sometimes you gotta charge your crystals. <laughs> I am sure pro jobs were a thing back in 2012. I'm sure they were too, but that is not what was happening. Can I just say, I really feel for this poor woman who dropped two grand on a guitar and still couldn't get any play. <laughs> oh. Anyway, anyway, Grant, go, Grant goes, Roxanne, she is into you. Oh, no. Yeah. She dropped two... Okay, she dropped two grand on a present for a bet. That's not a no- thing that per- somebody who doesn't, who's not into you, does. You march back to that house and have sex with that woman right now, young lady. <laughs> He's not gonna say that. <laughs> anyway, no. Yes. The, only, the only proper thing to do at this moment in time is to pretend that I don't know what the hell is going on and let this play its course. No, it's not. Like, why am I? Why am I doing this? You go. Ugh. I'm hanging up now. Goodbye. Wait, Grant, what do I... It is, it is hung up already. It is... <laughs> Dr. Steiner, how do I ask out a girl? <laughs> Dad, I need some advice. Dad, I need advice about girls. <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) So we'll resolve that bit of nonsense at a later date, probably. (laughs) Next episode, Roxanne (laughs) figures out what sex is. Oh no. Yeah, it's good I can play Roxanne as a useless lesbian because I have have experience in the matter. Hey y'all, it's your pal, Kat, the DM. Uh, Just sort of breaking in here a minute because some of the players were saying some kind of uncomfortable shit and I just wanted to head it off to the head it off at the pass. I talked to them about it afterwards, uh, but I wanted to make sure it gets said in text or 
I guess not in text. I wanted to make sure that it got said for real. So uh, Carrie isn't like trying to buy her way into Roxanne's bed. That's not what's happening here. She's just that specific kind of socially maladapted that makes her think that a $2,000 gift for someone she has a crush on is appropriate. She's just kind of a weirdo and has weird ideas on like boundaries and appropriate scales. Just want to make sure everybody understands that and nobody's getting a case of the feel-bads listening to my podcast. All right, so who's next? I would like to go next, please. All right, would you like to do your thing or my thing? I would like to do my thing. So, so, um, last episode we established that, uh, Grant was gonna help, help out Emery by working with Magpie to, uh, find a ritual to hopefully regenerate all those that lost bone and tissue and stuff that, uh, that was going on. So, he's actually over at the safe house now. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's, he's... He, br- he brought over some snacks. He brought a little over for him and then about, like, I don't know, nine times the amount that he brought over for himself for uh, for Magpie. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm just really realizing this right now. And I did it completely on accident. But I have specifically set up the safe house to be across the street from a grocery store. And that seems <laughs> incredibly serendipitous to <laughs> one of its residents. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, Grant brings over some snacks and, you know, uh, he gets to, like, crack in, in, like, the books that they have and, um, and trying to see, you know, like, reading about, like, healing magic and, you know, is it, is it even possible to regrow this kind of stuff? Because trolls can do it, but that's just a thing that trolls can do. Is it possible for a human to do that? Mm Mm-hmm. So, you and Magpie raided the small library they've got upstairs in the armory. Brought down as much as you could and spread shit out all over the tables and the other chairs in the living room and on the floor. And you've got, like, notepads that you're taking notes and, uh, like, doing calculations on. At some point, Emery dismissed themselves to the uh, garage said something about wanting to uh, do some working out a bit, and Magpie looked real worried because they tend to bench press pretty often, and now they're short two fingers, so that's gonna be maybe mm-hmm. a little dangerous. Hmm. But it's not I... like she's strong enough to spot them. I'm not exactly strong enough to spot, spot them either. Maybe if we work together. But, um... <laughs> But, uh, I, so, after, I'm gonna keep an ear out just to make sure, you know, um, Emery's fine if, and if something goes wrong, we can just, like, go in there and, I guess, magic it off. But, uh, while we're doing the research, I, I look over at Magpie and I go, so, Magpie, it's pretty obvious by now, given the lack of, you know, 
any other raven jump from any other place jumping down my throat. You guys haven't told anybody I'm here. Right. Okay. I just gotta ask. Why? Like, I mean, I know Wei put out an order for uh, to look out for me. And, like, I'm assuming so that way, you know, they that way they would know I'm here um, or I'm wherever. And, like, why are you hiding me? Like, you, when I first met you, you guys you didn't know me from Adam. And I'm like an asshole Adam. Well, I mean, for my part, it's just because, you know, you're pretty all right. You're a pain in the ass sometimes, but you're pretty alright. I know that takes a lot for you to admit, so I thank you for being honest. But, um... Emery's got some real reasons. They... they We talked about it before. Do you want me to go get them? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's probably a good way to get them... Keep them from, like, crushing themselves with a the big old weight anyway. Yeah. So she hands you off the calculation she's been doing and asks you to check Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then she wanders on back to the garage and uh, calls Emery out, says that Grant has some personal questions to ask them. And it's, it's about five minutes before they come back out and they're sort of toweling off their head. Yeah. And then uh, I, I asked the same question, you know, like why, why, have you turned me in yet? Like, you guys didn't know me at all when I first popped up, and you guys you've kept me safe. Like, I'm, I'm grateful and everything. I'm glad Way doesn't know that I'm here. But, like, why? <sighs> well, um, if, if I'm being perfectly honest, it ha- has less to do with you and um, more to do with Wei. Yeah, you mentioned you were from New York. I'm guessing there's some bad blood there. I uh, am uh, from Manhattan, actually. Hmm. And uh, I've uh, I've been in the the Ravens for right about 20 years now. And I started in Manhattan working under way. And I'm, I'm not surprised you didn't um, know about our little region over here because you keep your knows out of as much as uh, you, you you can. But... Yeah, this is weird for me. This place it is c- kind of famous for the, the, the whole uh, Raven organization. Ev- everybody knows how bad San Bernardino County is. Um, so... I I want you to uh, understand exactly how 
um, emphatic of an insistence it was on my part when after being under him for five years I asked to be moved here yeah yeah Wade's kind of an asshole I would not turn anyone over to him that's completely fair I'm wondering if I just made stuff worse for me for running but like if I'm over here for like a year you think you would calm down right like a year they just sort of shake their head and look apologetic But then they, but then they fold their hands in their lap, uh, and they say, "I, I do um, w- want you to know, as long as you are h- here, you are one of m- my people, and he, if he finds out." You're here. I I don't care. I'm not sending you back. And if he comes over here in person to ask, uh, I will fight him if I have to. You and me both. Hell, I might have to fight him anyway when I go back. Like, I, I know going back is probably a mistake, but it's home, you know? Like, I've been over here for two and a half, three months, and I know people keep trying to tell me, you'll just, you'll get used to it, you'll just, you'll get used to it. It's just, it's not the same. That's home. I've lived there my entire life. I think... I've spent maybe a total uh, before this whole thing. I think I've maybe spent a total of three months in my entire, like throughout my entire life away from Manhattan and New York. And it's just like, you love a city, you love a city, you know? And I just don't feel the same way about LA as I do New York. So yeah, it might be a mistake going back, but my entire life up to this point has been a series of mistakes that I have to desperately try to fix. So, I'll just be one more. What's one more on the burner? Well, well, so, so long as you are here, you, you don't have to worry about him come hell or high water. Hey, Emery? Hmm? Is that job offer still open? Uh, always. Consider this my application. They smile warmly and get up from the seat they've been, the, the chair they've been sitting in, and they walk over, and they 
clap you on the shoulder and then they wince a little bit because that's the yeah, hand the spikes. that's fucked up now. Well, and also the spikes. The vest yeah. spikes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, careful, that's the that's the spikes. And also the thing we're trying to fix right now. Yeah. It's it it's it's good good to have you aboard. Thanks. Anyway, we're gonna get back to trying to fix, you know, that whole situation. And they they give you a thumbs up and wander back to the garage. And then I look at Magpie to see her reaction to this whole thing. She she's uh she's pretending like she's looking over the note she's been taken, but mm-hmm. she, she's smiling in a real pleasant way. Yeah, yeah, I know, it's sappy, but uh, you guys have grown on me. Who knows, maybe it's just way that I had a problem with. <sighs> and, and she, like, leans into you rhythmically and says, like, Admit it, you love us. I wouldn't go that far. I like you guys, which is more than I can say for any of the five cells that are over in New York. All headed by way, which is kind of messed up that one person is in charge of five... Okay, well, I'm... let's get back to doing this. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's a real awful piece of shit, but he's a pretty powerful force of personality, and he's real good at making people listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame about the whole, you know, preferring to murder people that learn too much thing. Yeah. Uh, diametrically opposed from how we run things here and frankly we're better for it and I'll fight anybody who disagrees same okay so how much headway uh, just like as a side note before we end this how much headway do we make into the whole um give me I want you to give me a weird roll and a sharp roll okie dokie that up so weird 10 and sharp is five. 5 yeah so I'm gonna mark that okay. experience so uh, between the two of you yeah. you are you're pretty sure that it can be done you're pretty sure that it is possible to do this however it's definitely going to require some exotic ingredients that you haven't figured out their identities yet and it's going to figure out some it's going to take some calculations that are above your pay grade yeah well I mean this is why I'm oh above my pay grade huh mm-hmm. <laughs> well that's a good lead-in for the uh, for the next thing I want to do for the next downtime session it's a nice organic way to introduce that Right on, right on. Uh, and actually, y- you can you can kind of know it. as you are like you and Magpie are trading off notes, checking each other's math. Mm-hmm. Um, Magpie is actually kind of like struggling. Like you've you've been around gremlins, you've seen gremlins work. You know that they're like generally speaking pretty good like natural talents at mm-hmm. spell casting writ large 
Magpie just seems to, like, not have a handle on a lot of stuff. I'm not gonna bring it up um, quite yet, but I will put that into the back of my brain meats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll call that for you. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. Do you want to do the thing I've got for you or the thing you've got for you? My thing will probably be fairly short since it's just talking to Emery about uh, if they can't regenerate the going over what an artificial artificial fingers will entail. So, Mm -hmm. you want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, Let's say this is happening... Roughly around the same time that um, Grant and, and Magpie are doing their thing, and I just kind of arrive at the house and knock. Yep. So Magpie takes a break. Like, we're saying the same day? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, cool. Because we kind of ju- both jumped on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Magpie puts her notes down and answers the door and ushers you inside. Uh, it's right. Grant's sitting on the couch. There's books and papers everywhere. Yeah. And Emery is presently absent from the scene. Well, how, how goes the research? It's, we know that it is possible, and it's going to take some really exotic uh, material. We just don't know what that exotic material is. Pretty sure Trollbud is going to be involved. That's just a gut feeling I have. Also, I officially joined the Ravens, so here's that. Congratulations. In the event that you uh, cannot succeed, and I sincerely hope you can, because I'd rather not perform surgery again, um, I have brought over some drawings and look to discuss um, what we'll... I suppose we'll call it a contingency plan in the event that you can't regenerate some. Alright, uh, uh, Emery's yeah. over that way if you want to talk to them about it. And I just gestured to wherever Emery went off to. Ah, thank you. Good luck. You probably uh, switch to the safe house map, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Emery's back here in the garage and you and, you know, Grant and Magpie, you've been over here. Mm-hmm. Hello, Emery. I hope I'm not interrupting anything. Uh, they rack the uh, barbell that they've been bench pressing and uh, shuffle up off the bench and say, oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm real popular today, I guess. Yes, um, and as knows that the uh, Mr. Mr. Harrison and uh, Magpie are currently undergoing their research into a genitive. Um, I have brought along, shall I say, a contingency plan. I would like to discuss, in the event that they cannot, um, what a prosthetic would entail exactly, if that is all right. Uh, c- cer- certainly. C- certainly. All right. And you'll both shuffle out of the garage, and there's a little, like, dining room table over here you two can sit at. Okay. So I... Let's say I pull out have a briefcase, and I pull some papers out of the briefcase. And I gesture to 
gesture for Emery to put their hand, or bring, give me their hand. Yep, they do. Alright, so what we're dealing with here is possibly the worst case scenario. Um, since you have lost all of the digits, not all of the digits, the, all of the joints on here, um, basically we can assume the tendon is pretty much fucked. That's going to be a major issue. Um, we would have to go in there and basically I'm going to surgically attach artificial tendon. Uh, we'll need a subdermal uh, mesh in order to hold the fingers in place. Fortunately, fingers are, well, I don't want to say simple, but mechanically simple. They basically just have tendons that, you know, pull in either direction. It's pretty easy to replicate that. If it was a thumb, it'd be a lot more complicated. But as I said, you've basically lost these in the worst way you can. So we'll need to uh, put a couple pins in the wrist as anchor points. You're gonna so mess if I could actually, if I could actually interject with a little bit of like outside game knowledge of my field of study, all right. Like the way, if if you had total finger finger removal, uh, normally the way prosthetics are mounted into the body is they actually hollow out the connecting bone and put the mount in there, and then just like let the marrow regrow around it to sort of lock it into place. That's cool. But uh, fingers are going to be too small in order to do that. So you would have to, as you're getting at pretty much exactly, you would have to have external mounts. You'd have to find some way to like lock them into position from somewhere farther up the arm. And the uh, tendons are probably retreated all the way back into the arm, which is great. Yeah. Probably the biggest issue would be a power source. Hmm. See, actually, I had thoughts about that. Is I got um, the uh, golem, te- golem technology. Ooh. So, yeah. So, I wouldn't have to have an artificial power source. It'd be much simpler. Eh, just pull magic out of the air. Yeah, that, that could be a thing you could definitely figure out. Right. And, like I said, we'll have to do some artificial tendons, because, as I said, if they were pulled off, those tendons are probably just completely fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I I stated this in the server, but for the people at home, uh, as Steiner examines their hand, uh, and this would have been more apparent when he examined it like on the day that they got the wound, the tearing of the skin and the the trauma at the bones was indicative of something like grabbing hold of the fingers and pulling until they just completely separated from the body. Like, the joints ruptured and the skin tore. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so, unfortunately, the major issue would be a power source, but um, I have, uh, as of recently, been doing a little bit of work with the um, with the courts, and I have basically acquired the golem technology. I keep saying golem for some reason, some golem technology. And effectively, I can believe I can work that into the fingers so that it doesn't need a power source at all. Again, the major issue is that this is just basically the worst way you could have lost these, and will require extensive surgery in order to properly function 
in order to create a properly functioning prosthesis. It's never going to look completely natural, but I think we can work it to look like it's just um, quite badly scarred. God, Emery, couldn't you have lost your fingers in a more convenient way? <laughs> like I said, it would actually be a lot easier if you had just lost the entire hand. I could build you an artificial hand, no problem. So Emery is looking over these designs, and they're real quiet, and it's obvious they're thinking about something really hard, and they're drumming their fingers on the table in a way that's really plainly anxious. And eventually Magpie just like turns around on the couch and leans over the back and says, Emery, I'm sure it's okay if you just ask him. What is the matter? They look at their hands and uh I say, you uh, might have an easier time with um, something bigger, you said? Yes. What what are you getting at? Just wait, wait here for a second. I... Certainly hope you're not going to do anything drastic. No, 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 no. I'm not not going to to cut off my hand. All right. Um. So, yeah. So I said, just just wait, wait here, just a moment. And they they get up and they walk over into their bedroom, and you can hear like dresser drawers uh, opening and closing and like the the tink of a belt and then they come out and they've changed out of jeans into a pair of sweatpants <sighs> and they walk over to one of the chairs over in the living room and they motion for Steiner to actually come take a seat on the floor in front of them. Uh, all right. I get up and I kind of go over and sit down and just kind of generally look confused. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they still look super nervous and Magpie again says, Emery, I promise it's going to be all right. He's not going to freak out. And so they breathe real deep, and then they reach down and they start rolling up their left pant leg. And it becomes immediately obvious why Emery walks with a limp like they do. Hmm. Their entire leg, and eventually they get all the way up to the knee, and it stops just under the knee. Their entire leg is pitch black. And actually seems to have a slightly pearlescent sheen to it. And there are also these, like, deep, bright red cracks that seem to run across the entirety of the leg. What in any world could cause an injury like this? 
some thing from up the Deadlands. Hmm. Oh, good. I was about to ask if Wade did that, in that which case, I would have gone to New York right now and would have given him a taste of that medicine, but okay, good. N- no. N- no. This... This this happened about um, five years ago. Um, we, and it was more than just me and Magpie at the time. We were um, uh, a nice little team of six. We were up in the high desert um, working on a, a pretty nasty one. And we had, we had killed it, and we all let our guards drop. And when we did, it snuck up on us. It was cat-like, but had a sort of snake-like head, and its paws were like human fingers, long human fingers, and it bit me and the the venom spread quick the the other um, m- members of the team killed it pretty quickly but the not quick enough to stop the poison actually um and they look over at magpie and says it was magpie who managed to stop it where it was. Hmm. But, and we've, we've been to, um, all four courts to ask, and we've talked to every, uh, wizard we know, and all of them say the same thing. They can't do anything without a sample of the venom. Hmm. This. Well, yes, I could make an artificial leg. No, yes, I could do that. Um. And you've never encountered another creature like this before, I take it. After I know, we've and we've been l- looking. <laughs> half the half the reason we go up there so often is we're hoping that um, we'll we'll see it again. Hmm. Well, I, are you asking for an artificial leg? Because I can, I can do that as well. It's, it, it feels like a lot to ask for. Eh, it's no problem. It's a hobby. <laughs> yes. Um. Hmm. Let's see. Are you looking for something like a prosthesis that it would fit into, or are you looking to just replace the leg itself? But they cock their head and obviously don't understand the question. Um, well, let's. Are you looking for like um? We take 
we leave a stump below the knee and that you have a little thing you have a basically well I don't want to say nub but nub is the closest thing I can think of um, that you would fit into a prosthesis that would just be able to be taken on or off or would you prefer just a full on implant like my arm um I I I would like whatever could let me walk normally again. Well, it's away, but yes. Um, hmm. I I would have to draw plans. I I'm confident that I can make an artificial leg and foot, but yes, I have to go draw these up. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, this is the challenge. I like a challenge. All right. Yes, I believe I can do these. Yes. As you look up from them, coming out of thought, they actually have tears in their eyes. This just means quite a lot to you, I can tell. Yeah. Is, um, is it is it painful? May I ask? It's incredibly painful all the time. Mm. Hmm. It's a little difficult to sleep most nights. Yes, I can. I can put something together in a couple of days. Yes, if you're if you're willing to do this, I believe I can create a fully functional prosthesis fairly quickly. You will need to. You will need to come to my lab. Those kind of surgery. I will need all of my equipment. Which, of course, means Magpie will have to come as well. That's... That's nothing. That's nothing to ask. Right. Well, um... Yes, I'll go get started on that right away. I should have something within, I guess, as I said, a couple of days. Uh, I thank you for your time. Um, Mr. Harrison, Magpie, can... Go ahead and look, wish you luck on your research. I will be off. See you, Steiner. See you. Yes. Uh, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Yeah. And they nod at you. They're very obviously trying not to, like, break down. It will be all right. All right. And uh, Grant suddenly remembers, oh, man, I have to go... Get lunch. Ah, geez, it's just a, it's just an excuse to let Emery break down in private once uh, once everybody's gone. Right, right. Yeah. So you get up and like you're not even out the door when Magpie has like hopped up onto the chair and has her arms around them. Yep. Yeah, I I'm just gonna let them go. I. Of course, I'm going to be coming back to continue the research, uh, but I am going to give them a moment and just, like, go eat lunch. It's an excuse, but, like, Frank legitimately is hungry, apparently. It's like, hmm, fried chicken for some reason. Huh. Extra black. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, there's a Popeye's within walking distance. Hell yeah, Popeye's, let's go. Within Grant's walking distance. Within New Yorker walking distance. Yes. Hell yes, let's do it. Anywhere is walking distance if you're brave was Pokemon enough. Go th- was Pokemon Go a thing in 2012? No, okay. 2016. Okay, thank you. 
because that would have been that would have been hella uh, egg hatching walking there. I got you to say hella again. I said hella before I ever met you. I don't know what uh, you're expecting. I don't believe it. <laughs> I think you're just trying to cover your ass because I've infected you with the hella. <laughs> Okay. It may be, it might not have been before I met you, but it was definitely before we started talking on the regular. On the reg? No. Okay. <sighs> now, if you want, we can keep this going, and I can just like, we can jump cut a couple days, and I can straight up do my, I can make you stronger roll. I think we can save that for next downtime. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I need a minute now, because I actually started crying during that. I, need to I did a little off. bit, too. Same. Hmm. This is why I like the downtimes, because they destroy us all emotionally. <laughs> I know I got real hyped up about having Grant and Steiner compete, and now I've kind of destroyed it, but... This, no, it's I've, fine. It, it, I've been wanting to, like, I've been trying to find a spot to introduce that little fact of memory's existence for forever, and this was incredibly perfect. Yeah, no, this is this is great. Because it, it kind of doesn't make sense for us to compete towards doing the same thing. So I think Emery would want to grow back the fingers, even if they did get robot fingers to begin with. So redirecting Steiner's creative juices to fixing their leg is probably a better use of Steiner's time. Yeah. Yeah. I Meanwhile, I'm just sitting here and thinking, can I build a gun into a leg? <laughs> oh, it's like that, um, like that one fucking movie. Uh... No, like that one character from Full Metal Alchemist. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and this way, uh, oh no, you're you're not going to get to see how Emery fights normally. Uh, Planet Terror. The- Planet Terror. There oh, we go. just where the leg is just a gun. <laughs> yes. Oh god, I've never even seen Planet Terror, and I know what you're talking about. <laughs> What's that one Grindhouse film where the woman has a fucking AK-47 for a leg? Yeah, that's yeah. that's the Grindhouse movie that we're talking about, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, Plan- it was also, Planet Terror is one of the two movies. It yeah. was um, a double thing with um, what was that fucking movie called? Uh, Death... Death Proof. Death Proof, yeah, yeah there we yeah. go. I actually genuinely like that one. I like I like Death Proof, and I could take or leave Planet Terror. <sighs> okay, I think I've got myself back together. Whoa, hang on, everybody. I've got a fucking survey from Google. I hope they give me a quarter for asking my opinion. <laughs> oh, I used to do those because I, I think I got a grand total of $20 in credit out of it and I used it for a couple of movies. They stopped okay. sending me questions after a while. So. I just buy phone games with it. Yeah. Okay, I think I've successfully composed myself. All right. So, uh, Roxanne, I believe we have the the thing you have planned for yourself. Ah, uh, yes, yes, we do. Oh, they gave me thirty-seven cents instead. Whoa, whoa. Okay, hey, rich Whoa, girl. Dang. 
look at this rich bitch. Look at her. <laughs> Buy a guitar yeah. and fail to get in somebody's pants. <laughs> hey, you want a slightly melted Pez dispenser? <laughs> so, Roxanne is going to enact a plan. I guess the first step in this is I'm going to... Uh, so Magpie and Emery share a cell phone, right? No, they each have their own individual one. Okay. So it always seems like it always seems like it's like there's a group text and then it's like Magpie answers or Emery answers, so I wasn't sure either. Okay. I'm going to text I, Magpie. I, yeah, I'm sort of shortcutting it and uh like you know, I assuming gotcha. that you're calling specific people. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to text Magpie. And ask her, mm-hmm. what is Emery's favorite flavor? Uh, there's a little bit of lag, and then you, the response you get is of. Mm. Okay. Two. What is a Emery's favorite flavor cake, and B favorite flavor frosting? They are the biggest fan of the whole red velvet thing. I can do red velvet. Okay. Keep this under your hat. Assuming you were wearing a hat. You get... uh, The the response you get is an image of... It's a selfie. Magpie has pulled a hat you've never seen out of a closet. She has it on. And she's winking at the camera. <laughs> Fantastic. This is everything I've ever wanted. Okay. How the fuck do you make red velvet cake? I have no idea. That's just like... It's just like... It's just like chocolate with cream cheese, isn't it? They just like diet, don't they? Googling red velvet cake... Okay, apparently traditional it's something to do... Re- okay, traditional oh. recipes do not use food coloring, with the red color due to non-dutched anthocyanin-rich cocoa. So it's a specific kind of chocolate that gives it the red color. Okay, okay. It sounds like I'm going to have to use Google if I'm going to get this done right. <laughs> well, you know what they say, it's a piece of cake to bake a pretty cake. Get out. <laughs> Who says that? Uh, I can tell you, as a resident of that little area of L.A., that there are a number of, like, small boutique shops that have been open forever where you can just, like, buy specialty, like, ingredients. That seems like a good place to start. Like, uh, I've got a, a, I bought a little bottle of hyssop oil uh, for 11 bucks. I don't know what that is. It's a type of plant. You, it's good to put in tea because it, like, adds a sort of marshmallowy flavor to it. Oh, nice. 
Okay. Into the Roxanne mobile. <laughs> We're gonna fucking bake it. We're gonna bake a fucking cake. Hell yeah. So, you can. The you do manage to find a, a little boutique shop that has the specific type of cocoa you want. Okay. 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 Um. Shit. What else do I need for a cake? So. Uh, <laughs> secondary text message. Magpie, is Emery allergic to anything? Not to my knowledge. Okay. She had a bad reaction to snake cat venom. Yes, apparently. <laughs> um. Okay. I literally just baked a cake today, and now my brain is... Oh, I didn't bake a cake. I Anyway, and now my brain is fucked. Well, you want cake flour, I think. Red Velvet yeah. uses a cream cheese frosting, if I remember right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Or ermine icing, which I have no idea what the fuck that is. Ermine Isn't icing. ermine like a small marsupial? It's it's close to like a ferret. That's weird. Okay, traditionally, but red they are velvet but cake they are is white. iced with a French style butter roux icing, also called ermine icing. It's basically a fancy buttercream, apparently. Okay, okay. It'd probably be a lot easier to do the cream cheese frosting. Easier, yes. Uh correct. Yes. Smarter. Yes. What I'm going to do? I don't know. We'll see. Is Roxanne any of these things? No. Would this be smarter to do? Yes. Am I going to do it? No. (laughs) You should know better than to tell me to do it the smart way. Right. Okay. Flour. uh, Probably some buttermilk. Butter. Sugar. Cocoa powder. We got the cocoa powder. Um, Confectioner's sugar. Yes. Apparently the red color... Oh. Uh, can also be done with beetroot, if you're on the wiki page like I am. Yeah. Yep, I am. It's fucking beetroot? You want some fucking beetroot in your cake? Well, you'd just be using the coloring, and the beetroot, beetroot will be naturally sweet and provide kind of an earthy flavor. It might it'd probably be fine. Yeah, but you did always already manage to find the the red chocolate at the specialty store. True. Okay, let's do this fucking right for my from my best buddy, my only buddy, and also Magpie. Wow, completely ign- completely ignoring uh, the the buddy that is trying to get into your pants by buying you an extremely expensive guitar. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but that's not... I wouldn't call her my buddy, then. <laughs> Fuck, buddy. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Um, okay. Get the ingredients. And... Oh, my God. I don't know if Roxanne has ever actually used the oven in her apartment. It's What instrument have you stashed in the oven? <laughs> <laughs> A tambourine. (laughs) (laughs) 
the the oven is for all the shittiest instruments. You've got a tambourine and a triangle. It's a tambourine inside of a pizza box. (laughs) (laughs) I had to put the pizza somewhere. It needed to stay warm. It's not even my pizza box. It's Grant's pizza box. Excuse me. Grant would have cleaned up after himself. He's not. Yes. If you if you'll remember, Grant actually keeps this place relatively clean. The only one, apparently. I don't remember, but I'll take your word for it. Okay. She's going to she's going to say it's Grant's pizza box, but it's hers. <laughs> she's of gonna blame, Yeah, that's the sibling thing to do. Blame the sibling for something you clearly did. Alright. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Blaming Grant for this to no one in particular. Yeah. <laughs> She opens up the oven. Fucking Grant, how dare you? <laughs> God damn it, Grant. Can't believe you left a pizza box in my... Oh, there's a symbol in here. This is mine. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, a bowl. I need something to mix with. Uh, yes. I don't own a mixer, so this is going to have to be done by hand. Was it, Do you put the dry ingredients first or in the wedding? Ingredients in All right. first. You... Basically, for every kind of cake you want to make, you first sift together the dry ingredients, then in a separate bowl, you combine the wet ingredients, then you pour slowly mixing at the same time the wet ingredients into the dry ingredients. Don't overmix or you'll make too much gluten and the cake will come out chewy and bad. Um, You ever make pancakes? It's effectively the same thing. Uh, Yeah, I've made pancakes before. Okay. Okay. I'm the voice of Rocks. Yeah. And part of part of that was in character. <laughs> yeah, we've got some fucking disco Elysium Roxanne talking to the entire concept of she cooking. Summons angels. How do I make a cake? <laughs> Mom, how do I make a cake? All right. Um, for a red velvet cake, you're going to need two pie pans or take cake pans. You're going to want to grease them very well. Wow. Um, Thanks. If you have those kinds that you can lift the bottom out of, those are nice. Um, I parchment line those just to be sure, though. And you're going to do 350 for about, I think, uh, red velvet will be about 340 minutes. You want to just eyeball it, um, occasionally doing a tester with a toothpick to make sure if it comes out clean, your cake is done. You don't want to overbake these. You're going to set them on cooling racks. Let them cool completely. You're going to need to cut the tops off so that they're flat and even. You can just eat the excess, which is always fun. Uh, And then you'll use, basically, your frosting as a glue to kind of mason them together. Frost the outside and Mm -hmm. decorate as needed. If you have, like, a Lazy Susan or something that you can put this on to frost the outside, it makes it a lot easier. But you can just rotate a plate. It's, It's all right. Wow, okay, pretend I did all that. No, I'm <laughs> I like I like to think that uh that Roxanne's on the phone and just goes, Thanks, Ma. Thanks, Mom. Sorry about your cold. <laughs> Hope we get that frog out of your throat. <laughs> Hey, 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 mom, are you, are you overworking the garden again? Because it sounds like you're taking a lot of ibuprofen. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Colin and I both said the same joke at the same time, which was this week the part of Lisa Harrison will be played by Apla. <laughs> 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 I 
Oh god. <laughs> um Yeah, I'm going to say regardless of what anyone else thinks, this probably this cake probably does not look amazing. But yeah, nah, your first cake is never going to look good, but it'll probably taste fine, which is what the important part is. Yeah. It's full of love. Andrew, I'll it. You could roll for it, and you could... If you roll, like, a 14, you could be making, like, frosting roses and shit on top of there. Can I roll for how much love is in this cake? Uh, roll me plus cool. Okay. That's a 12. Holy shit, there's a lot of love in this cake. There's so much love. I was really invested in how much Roxanne cared about this cake. Turns out she cares just as much as I do about this cake. (laughs) Yeah. Turns out Roxanne is kind of a fucking natural at baking. Oh, shit. Another one of the divine powers. You're pouring over it for hours, and then when you step back, you surprise yourself with how good this actually looks. Oh, God, I hope no one ever asks me to do this again. I'm not even sure how I did this. (laughs) Word gets out, and Grant immediately calls her, Hey, Roxanne, my birthday's in fall. Yeah, okay, don't care. <laughs> so I I assume you got you get one of those like cake plates with the with the glass tops. Yeah, Ro- Roxanne's a pretty frugal person when she's not buying uh random instruments all the time. She has some money to throw around to do to make a cake and pr- and uh get some uh something to put a cake in. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I lose words all the time. I thought it was nice knowing you. So you can load the cake up and take it over to the safe house. Yes, 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 yes. When I get there, I'm just going to text Magpie and say, hey, I'm outside. I'm going to knock. I'm just going to say, hey, I'm outside first. Here, I can foley this shit. <laughs> Two bits. No. So, uh, once you text her, she will open up the door. Get on the floor. Everybody walk to the dinosaur. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Magpie. Nice to see you for the first time. To- nice to talk to you for the first time today. Yeah. Uh, hey, is Emery around? I mean, they kind of have to be because I'm here. I'm being polite. Of course, Emery's around, but I still wanted to be polite and say hi. Also, wanted to see Emery. Anyway, I brought something. You brought something. I can see you brought something. Yes. And, right, anyway, uh, where's Emery? I wanted to show it to both of you at once. Uh, so she takes you inside and uh, knocks on the door to their bedroom, and in a couple minutes they come out. And say, "Oh, uh, ha- hey, R- R- Roxanne, what's up?" Hey, uh, this is not any one of my regular doom and gloom visits. This is a fun visit. I brought you guys something. I brought you something specifically. They cock their head. 
So, um, if you'll follow me out towards the, uh, the, the kitchen, the dining area, um, so, um, I'm not some weird technological genius guy or a fucking, uh, wizard genius, but I thought I should do something nice, because you seem like you've had you've done right by my brother and me, and presumably Dr. Steiner. (laughs) And you seem like you deserve something nice. So, I baked you a cake. And she, you know, takes the little... She opens up the container she has the cake in. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you um, get a big old Tupperware bowl and invert it, that actually works really well for transporting cakes. Good to know. I have to transport some cupcakes today, actually. Um, I have, like, an actual cupcake Tupperware thing made specifically for doing that. and Yeah. I use it for muffins, but yeah. Yeah. I believe Muffins, that. cupcakes, essentially the same thing. Muffins are just healthier. Uh, they they're to be. made slightly different. Um, a muffin has a less uniform texture. Ah. Uh, yeah, um... <laughs> I have not tasted it. I haven't made the cake in a while. But it's, um... It's red velvet. Which I hope you like. And... I just... Wanted to do something nice for you. They're kind of staring agog at you and the cake. It's like... This hasn't happened before. And I think I think this might actually be the first time you've or anyone has heard Emery say a cuss, because they they actually say whole holy shit, Roxanne. Ah, uh, and then Magpie immediately goes, "Oh, he's gonna swear!" Oh. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that like? Too much? No, this... This is wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's... It's... You know, it's no problem. I just... I figure sometimes it's nice to have someone cook something for you. And... I had an oven. Uh... Emery is kind of tall. Uh, they're definitely taller than Roxanne. And they actually, like, reach out and they put their hand on the top of your head and, like, actually give you a motherfucking head pat. And Oh, my God. They say, this is wonderful, Roxanne. Thank you. <laughs> don't, um, you know, don't mention it. It's the least I could do. 
and they are gazing affectionately at this cake, and then Magpie gets impatient and says, can we eat it, please? (laughs) (sighs) I mean, be my guest. What's a cake but to be eaten, right? And Emery sort of snaps out of it at that and says, yeah, of, of, of course. Do you want to take a picture? It's fine. <laughs> they look a little bit embarrassed, but then they go back to their room and retrieve their <laughs> phone and actually take a picture of goddamn cake. Yeah. I can't promise I'll ever make anything this good again. Or at least anything this pretty again. Emery just posts it to the uh, to the Crimson Ravens ma- uh, Instagram. Snapchat. Yes. Instagram, Snapchat, one of the two. <sighs> Says, I, the, the caption on it is, I've got some wonderful people on my team. Quit being adorable. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Madam replies with, that's nicer than anything my team's ever given me. Uh, and in parentheses, it's just a headache. so they will uh, head over to the cabinets and they'll pull down three plates and get a big old carving knife out and cut some nice ass slices of cake and everybody will sit down on the couch and it's a good ass cake you made Roxanne damn what a good cake that I def- that Roxanne definitely made. For real. <laughs> okay. Minor addendum. I accidentally described the muffin method when I was talking about the cake. You actually want to use the method, which is basically the same thing, except you whisk together all of your wet ingredients, like your butter and cream. With- you basically cream them, hence creaming method. It's sort of the exact opposite. This is actually the primary difference between a cupcake and a muffin is that um, the muffin method is used for the cupcake and makes a coarser, lighter texture than a cupcake. A cupcake is typically denser, has more air bubbles that are closer together, so I'm, I like to bake sometimes. <laughs> I couldn't it tell. Say. Baking with ape. I mean, I, ape I usually... Ape has baked cake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. I I make muffins pretty often, so yeah. I appreciate your input, Ape. I really do. So, I think we're doing Grant's second thing now. Yes. And that yes. is your thing. All right. So, Grant... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sometime in uh, the, the second week of March when you get a call on your gang shit phone. Oh, fuck me. Okay. I answer it. Yeah. Hey, Harrison, it's Grant. Uh, you free tomorrow? Really need to know the difference between a cupcake and a muffin. <laughs> Um, Grant goes, apparently I am now. Cool, cool. Uh, how are you with, like, healing magic? Specifically, healing disease magic? Um, 
I've done it once or twice. Not that great with it, but I can give it a shot. So, need you right around, say, noonish. Noonish should be good. That should give us plenty of time to get you set up. Uh, we need you at the La Fuente Hollywood Treatment Center. We okay. just need a couple extra hands for a little community event we put on every so often. Okay. And I should specifically say, uh, it's uh, it's not Damien. It's Miguel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the leader. Got it. Yeah. Grandpa. Yep, Grandpa. Big man in charge. Yep. I go, okay. Which, I, I kind of assumed that, uh, which, because he said Harrison and not Grant, um, and that's why Grant is just basically going, apparently I don't have plans anymore, so it didn't matter what I had planned before. <laughs> so, Grant goes, yeah, okay, I'll see you there. Cool. Uh, just, um, when you get there, go up to the desk and show the person there your pin. Uh, they'll, they'll direct you. Okie dokie. So, tomorrow rolls around, and you've Googled this place, and uh, La Fuente Hollywood Treatment Center is actually an addiction clinic in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And, and it actually has a focus on queer people. Oh. So, you rock up to the to the front counter mm-hmm. and you I presume show the the man working back there your pin yeah still not really into the whole actually wearing it thing but I, I put it on when these things roll around so yeah and they they direct you through an employees only uh, door mm-hmm. and you head back it's unlocked and once you get like into the back area uh, you start to recognize a couple of faces uh, eventually you catch sight of Damien he's back there mm-hmm. and it seems like everybody is just like sitting around boxes and they keep pulling out little vials and uh, just like enchanting them. They're doing some sort of magic to these little, like, glass vials that have liquid in them, mm-hmm. and then putting them in a separate box. What are you guys doing? When you say that, Miguel, you can... You notice him, like, pop his head up from one circle, and then he gets up and meanders over to you and claps you on the arm and says... Glad you could make it. Gonna set you up in the station right over here. Okay. What are we doing? Alright, so... He he takes you off to a... uh, Like, a station. It's a little circle of people doing exactly what I just described. And there's an empty seat for you to sit in. And he picks up one of the vials. And he says, Alright, now this is a special little product that we make down in Paraguay. I only seem to make it down there. Nobody knows the recipe except for one of the one of our people down there uh, working in Los Cielos. 
Okay. Which, which is another name for you. So they've got a, a, a long name for it. We just like to call it vinegar. It's not actually vinegar. I figured as much. It, it's pretty close to saline. Pretty safe to inject into people. Okay. But something about its composition makes it real good at holding on to magic. Okay. So those of us who have some talent with curing diseases are putting those spells into these. And then we're going to bring in some people who are struggling with addiction. And we're going to give them shots of this. It doesn't work in one shot. tends to take... Nine or ten before it really sets in, but it certainly takes the edge off on the first one. So long-term detox. Right. But done with magic. Right. And it tends to stick if they can manage to get through all the dosages necessary. Um, Grant is actually looking at Miguel with, like, a newfound respect because he figured this was this is just standard baga like gang like they weren't doing anything like you know useful or you know like yeah gangs typically like you know look out for for like their own and stuff but like they're going above and beyond and Grant's kind of like very impressed about this whole thing he goes all right yeah, I can get behind this. So, uh, go ahead, take a seat. Uh, if you need any guidance, any help on the spells, everyone around here has done this a couple of times, so they can help you out. Alright, yeah. I'll take the empty seat that I was shown, and I'll start getting to work. Mm-hmm. I would like to, for you to throw me three weird rolls. Okay. That's an 11. That's a 7. And that's a 12, which um which I did take advanced weird magic. I don't know if that's going to apply to to this, but that is okay. technically well, advanced. So so you are doing a use magic thing. Yeah, it is, it is there's a um it's like uh cure disease thing. Yeah. yeah. The, the last item on use yeah. magic does uh, heal include. one harm from an injury or cure a disease or neutralize a poison, which this is technically neutralizing a poison. Yep. Curing a disease. Addiction's a disease. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So, uh, so there's a, at, at the start of the day, your enthusiasm like carries you through this and you're doing great. Uh, but the, as the hours start to drag on, you're starting to get like a little bit exhausted. Mm-hmm. You haven't cast, even though it's like pretty small scale, you haven't cast this many spells this quickly in maybe forever. Um, if if at all, it was probably when learning like basic cantrips and shit under my uh, under my um teacher. Yeah. So it's it's definitely been years if it ever happened at all. So you're like yeah. starting to get 
pretty fried and you start making mistakes and the people sitting around you are able to like catch your mistakes and uh, basically tell you like, hey, go clear your head. Uh, go get something to drink. Go get a snack. Come back like when you're like, feeling good. Like take 15 minutes, eat a sandwich, t- drink a Coke, come back later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, splash some water on your face. Get yourself together. So then you come back and the the amount that you like the idea of this, uh, it's coupled with the, the this little embarrassment of your slip up before, just turns into a fire in your belly and you absolutely blow it out at your station like you the the vials are scarcely entering your hand before you're putting them down fully enchanted nice so yeah uh grant is actually the entire time the entire day grant is actually thinking about how he grossly misjudged these people. Yeah, sure, technically they did kidnap him and force him to join their gang, but they are doing some good shit. Like, they aren't... They didn't kill anybody when they were breaking somebody out of jail. Which, I mean, you know, fuck the cops anyway, but they didn't... But they also didn't kill anybody doing it. And now they're, like, helping all these people. Um, so, yes. This is going to be the start of Grant turning around. Maybe actually spending some free time with them on his own. Because he doesn't do that a lot uh, between, like, downtimes and stuff. Like, I, I'm assuming that he goes over there every once in a while, but now he's going to start, like, visiting more often. Right on, right on. Uh, the end of the day rolls around, and uh, everybody, you know, stands up, shakes each other's hands. There's uh, overtures of people going to get some beers. You know, mm-hmm. long, hard day's work. You're invited, of course, but it's not... Uh, attendance is not mandatory. Unlike this, where attendance was probably mandatory. But no, I'll, I'll go along. Like I said, I'm coming around to this, so... Right on. Uh, you don't go back to the apartment complex. You go back to a... Or you go to a straight-up bar. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like a real hole-in-the-wall bar. Like, the floor is kind of filthy, and it's very much like blasting Mexican music. So what you're saying is this place is either going to be the worst uh, beer I've ever had or the best. Yeah. (laughs) It's only you guys here in the bar. And in fact, you notice uh, after a little bit that the, uh, the bartender has the pin on the, on their belt. All right. Which explains why no one has said anything about paying. <laughs> there we go. Free beer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Grant will. I mean, I guess he can always catch an Uber later. So yeah, he'll he'll indulge. He'll he'll go crazy because like you know he's not driving. He can't drive. Literally. Yeah. So you could get proper trashed if you want. Yep, and I'm I'm sit, sitting there. I'm telling people who haven't already heard me tell the story personally, the story of uh, breaking the uh, the guy out of the jail. And I go anyway, and I wait to tell them until after they're all through that the power was out and the the uh, the metal detectors wouldn't have gone off. 
<laughs> and you hadn't seen her by this point, but you've recognized Lolo's voice as she shouts across the bar, <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Grant! <laughs> I can't help it, it was hilarious! I will fight you. <laughs> Come on, then! Let's go! <laughs> Do you actually stand up? Yeah, sure! <laughs> Let's wizard duel! <laughs> With her right shit. <laughs> so she she'll come up from across the bar and shrug her jacket off. Yeah, uh, vest vest is off as well. There's a dirty paint stained shirt underneath it, but the vest is off. <laughs> All right. What kind of fool divests of his <laughs> spikes right before a fight? <laughs> All right. So how how do you want to do this? Um, basically, uh, like, Wizard Duels is a fine, ancient tradition of setting up a magic circle so that way all the magic does not actually, like, super hurt anybody, and then blasting each other in the face with as much magic as hard as you can. Alright, so roll me (laughs) kick some ass. An eight. An eight. Alright, so you Uh, you trade blows. by By blast, I really, I literally mean blast. I am going to use force, though, because I don't want to, like, freeze her to death. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so she, like, takes it on the chin, and she's a little bit dazed as she shakes it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she, like, puts her hand up to her mouth and seems to breathe into it, and then whips it at you, and there's it's a, like a ball of lightning just oh, shit. streaks across the circle and hits you square in the chest. Ah, okay. Um, I mean, I guess there there is technically no harm, but yeah, uh, we're not gonna keep track of harm here. All right, so uh, if she's playing hardball with lightning, I'm gonna play hardball with ice, and I'm gonna um, duck behind a chair or something and use the missile form of my ice, just so that way I don't I have more range on her. That's a ten. That's ten. What extra effect would you like? This extra effect is um I force them where I want them and where I want them is when they're casting their spell at me I want them to just like be whipped around and uh and just blasting it in the complete wrong direction cuz we're cuz like I said this isn't a real fight so like trading blows is not going to be a real thing yeah and you know it bounces off of the little barrier you all set up mhm uh, it seems that Lolo has a real specialty for electricity. Uh, and she, like, once you spin her around, uh, she says, All right, you know what? Fuck it, if we're going to play like that. And she turns back around, she rubs her hands together, and they start, like, sparking up between them. And then she claps, and there's, like, the air around the both of you fills up with little uh, electrical orbs. And they mm-hmm. just sort of stay suspended in the air, and it's it's this airborne minefield of lightning orbs. Okay, all right. And it's at this point, Grant notices this and um, starts picking up coasters and starts chucking them at the electricity orbs without moving, so that way they just go off harmlessly. All right, roll me <laughs> act under pressure. That's a nine. <laughs> That's a nine. All right, so uh hard outcome or worst outcome hard choice or price to pay so you're like focusing because on 
whipping these discs at uh, the orbs. And so you don't quite notice as she is, like, getting up on you. All right. Because uh, she can ch- she could just pass through her own magic. It's not a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she gets up on you and fucking taser punches you right in the jaw. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Um... Hell, okay. If she's if she's getting physical. I'm gonna get physical. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give her a nice little headbutt. <laughs> headbutt, 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 headbutt. headbutt. Eight. Uh, yeah, uh, she reels back from it, and she's got a nosebleed now. But then she comes right back and gives you one. Alright, so uh, it's at this point I hold my hand up, I'm like, alright, alright, alright I think we both proved we're equally stupid enough to headbutt a human being, are we good now? As long as you're done talking shit I I think I'm done talking shit for now, yes Alright, then we're good Alright, I move up and I just give her, like, you know, a a small little, like, friendly hug, just to, you know hey, no no hard feelings, (laughs) Yeah, we're good. Uh, there's a tiny zap with the hug. Oh, okay. There's a tiny little chill with mine, then. Fuck it. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Breeze I- her feet to the floor. <laughs> no, no, no. That would just escalate things back up. That would that would violate the that would violate the sanctity of drunken wizard duels. <laughs> Yeah, and you know everybody else around the bar is cheering and clapping and uh, egging the both of you on as this in- incredibly stupid duel comes and goes. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll put the vest back on, and I'm like, okay, as fun as that was, it's getting late, and I should probably go. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll see you guys around. Yeah, lots of people like. Do that air toast thing where they just hold their beers up in the yeah. air in your yeah, direction. I, yeah, I, I hold mine. I hold mine up and finish mine off, and then I get the Uber to come get me. Yep. You you are pleasantly drunk when you stumble back inside. Awesome. And then I your your face hurts. <laughs> if we're gonna be honest, my everything probably hurts. I got electrocuted several times. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact I've been electrocuted in real life not fun yeah no it's not uh, I stuck a paper Same. clip in an electrical socket once in, um, in high school okay I didn't do that I was working at Target and my job for the day was to take down the big display TVs so that way we could put the new big display TVs up later and I was and it was back in the day when it was all done through um, coaxial cables and not just straight up HDMI. They hadn't quite converted that far yet. So I'm unscrewing one of the cables and then I must have touched something wrong because all of a sudden I just start convulsing and I just, I'm like, I think I just electrocuted myself. It's, it wasn't... It didn't hurt too bad. It was just only a little jolt, but it still sucked. You know those big standalone spas that they have for, like, houses and stuff? Yeah. My dad used to have one, and I plugged it in, not noticing that the ground uh, prong was missing from it. 
Oh no. And I stuck my hand in the spa water and it hurt like fucking hell. Yikes. Yowch. Ape, have you been electrocuted? Tell no, your story, I'm not a dumb shit who plays with electrical cords. <laughs> I wasn't playing! It was literally my job! To be fair, I was like 10. Mine hurt in lots of other stupid ways, but not that particular one stupid way. That was fun. So let's let's finish up with Steiner. Hi, that's Hi. me. That's you. So the the thing that I've got planned for you. <clears throat> <laughs> so you're working in your lab. Uh, I mean, you might even be working on Emery's leg. Sure. But you get a call, and the caller ID is Herman. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see who that is. The um... the guy with the serial killer knife. Okay, yeah, I pick up. Hammond, um, it's unusual for you to call me, to say the least. Uh, what can I do for you? Uh, it's just, are you busy right now? Kind of like to get lunch. Uh, I'm not particularly busy. Yeah, yeah. Where would you? Uh, where were you looking to meet up at? Uh, so I'm actually over in Arcadia, just uh, just wrapping up a small job. It's pretty close to Pasadena. You're living there, right? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, that's where I am currently located. <laughs> cool. Uh, we can get something near your place. Okay. Um, do you have anything in mind, or do you just want me to pick? Eh, surprise me. All right, there's a... Pretty nice little, what was it, a noodle shop or something? It was or a dumpling thing. There's a dumpling shop quite nearby me, if that sounds alright with you. Yeah, it's in walking distance for me. Yeah, cool. Just, uh, I'll text give me you the, the address. address. I'll be right over. Alright. I hang up and I text him the address and I finish up what I'm working on and clean up a little bit and walk over there to meet him. Yep. Uh, so you get there first. Of course. He comes in just a couple minutes after you, and he waves at you from across the dining hall and slips into a slips into the chair across from you. Uh, how's it going, Herman? Uh, not great, Doctor. Hmm. Uh, and I'm a little worried about you. Is this, um... Is this about Victor? Ah, has he... Has he come talk to you? He has indeed. Has he talked to you? It wasn't him. It was Ariadne. But, yeah, I've been approached. Yes, he seems like he's getting up to his little chicks again. Yeah. So, uh... What did he ask of you? Uh, he asked me for some design work. I gave him some of my old papers. Just that, huh? I am staying out of whatever he's planning. I don't want any part of it. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's that's what I told them. I I don't want back in. But yes, they uh, were. Seems he's going uh, around quite a lot with the old our old friends. Well, from what I understand, I've, I haven't been in contact with too too many people, but not too many of us properly got out. Yes, unfortunately. I think it's you and me and maybe one other person that managed to settle down after any sort of gestures vaguely at the universe. All that happened. Mm. Did you ever hear but, from Alex again? No, I haven't. Hmm. Yeah. Shame, I could have liked. I would have liked to have talked to him again. Apparently, his ramblings had some substance to them. So, is that all he asked for? Was just some design documents? That is all he asked for, and that is all I am willing to give him. Hmm. I just gave it to him to get him out of my hair. And hopefully, that doesn't bite me in the ass later. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I suppose that's what you are. That's what they say here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. And hopefully, it doesn't go beyond that. Yes, uh, you're not you're not vegetarian, are you? No, not at all. Oh, uh, good. I didn't think you were. I already ordered. Cool, cool, cool. See, I'm I'm just worried that they're going to escalate because Victor's. <sighs> Victor's a good guy. He would have, if you told him no to basically anything, I'm sh- I'm sure he'd listen. He but, took a, yes, but, but the others, uh, I've, boy, that and I told him just as much that he's going to draw attention again. We know how that turned out. Yeah, how does he feel just, about that? He was dismissive. But again, seeing as that he is asking for the design work he was asking for, he may have already drawn the attention. What exactly did he ask for? You're being a, a little vague. Ah, I'm sorry. Um, he was asking specifically for the um, design work for my arm. Ah. Oh. Yes. So that makes me think he might have already run into some trouble. Oh, he's being forward-thinking. He was always good about that. Yeah, yeah, sure. (sighs) Still, we just gotta have to hope... I suppose we just have to hope that he's covering his tracks well enough that it doesn't lead back to us. Yeah, yeah, um... I've already upturned my life once already. I don't want to do it again. Yeah, I'm... I kind of like the life I've got now. Not, not eager to jump back into the thick of it. Hmm. Doing a little bit of, um, we'll say, freelance work, I suppose, on the side. Nothing nefarious, but I am got an itch to scratch, and it was a matter of serendipity. Enough. I mean, you don't have. Like, out of character, you don't got to be vague about the monster hunting. You've told him. You borrowed the knife from him and told you why yes, you needed yes. it. Yes, I say, you know what I'm talking about. I'm 
doing a bit of work on the side. It's I find I'm still having, aside from one particularly unpleasant case last time, it's still thrilling. I can understand that you've wanted to get out of that entirely, but eh, I suppose old habits, you know. Right, right on. And I'm more than willing to help you out so long as I don't have to, like, stand in the middle of the war zone. I I would never ask that of you, no. No. Oh, hello, Mike. Uh, Is that a good order? Hey, Doc. Uh, Who's your friend? Uh, this is an old colleague of mine. His name is Victor. Victor. This is Mike. He's a student. Mine. This is, it's Herman. Oh, Herman. Sorry. Fuck. Yeah, I've been talking about Victor. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Pretend I said the right thing. Mm-hmm. This is Mike Lee. He is um actually the he's a student of mine and his family owns this restaurant. Oh. Amazing. Mike, Herman, Herman, Mike. They nod at each other like men. Did they do not? Yeah. Especially men separated by like 20 years. (sighs) Yeah, Mike drops off your plates and heads on back to his work behind the counter. Oh, Oh, Mike, could you bring some chili oil? Thumbs up. Thank you, Mike. He's a good kid. Uh, so, unpleasant this out of the way. How have you been as of recent? Eh, busy. Just trying to, you know, my keep my hands busy. Hmm. That's good, that's good. Uh, I've been... Well, did I tell you? I don't remember if I told you or not. Some... Doing classes down at Caltech. Yes, yes, you've you've mentioned. Oh, that's good. Okay, I couldn't remember. It's a lot has happened in between, and, and yes, so yes, uh, I'm having fun doing that. Um, working with well, not literally children, but mostly children. It's a bit of a challenge, but uh, it's rewarding, surprisingly. Doing. Um, was what did I even um, materials? Yeah, material science and all that. So it, it's fun. It's um, practical use of my knowledge set. And what you you were? Uh, what was he doing? Construction? Or what was he? I forget. Uh, security. He was like evaluating. Oh, yeah, security specialist. Company. Yes. Yeah, he was evaluating so company's security setups, looking for holes. So a bit like you, we've both used our old skill set as, as more um, wholesome, more wholesome uh, applications, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's really the best way out, I think. Just turning all of that around into something useful for wider society. Hmm. It's dead. It's a damn shame Victor can't can settle his way out of this. He's so good at managing people. Yeah, he might be a little bit too good. Is the problem? Ah, <sighs> it's a shame. Victor was a good guy, but 
if he's chosen this path, he knows what it entails. Says he's risking his ass, not ours. Well, a little bit ours, maybe. And hopefully that the risk doesn't become any greater to our asses. Hmm. <sighs> you like my ass where it is? I don't have to build an artificial ass. <laughs> <laughs> But don't be Steiner. Your ass has a crack in it. Doctor, when did you get jokes? Uh, uh, people have been hanging around with it rubbing off on me, I suppose. Tell me about them. I mean, I, I sort of met the two of them. Oh, yeah, you've met the Harsons. Grant's a bit of a hothead. Uh, he's... You know, he's... He's a wizard. Does wizard things. Uh, Miss Harrison is... I'm not quite sure what she is, but... She's a good girl. Little dense, but good. Uh, you've not met, um... Employers. Um, I'm... A bit loath to divulge much information about them, as it might put them at risk. But they're nice people. Very nice people. Bit odd, but nice. I suppose you have to be odd to be comfortable in that particular line of work. Oh, we're all a little bit crazy, aren't we? Some of us more than others, he says, looking down the bridge of his nose at you. <laughs> I'll take it as a compliment. But yes, yeah, they're good people, but doing good work. And they, I suppose, like I said, they have rubbed off on me a little bit. I can tell. You're a lot more, I guess, chill than you used mm. to be. Really? I'll take your word for it. Let's do a little flash forward to the end of the dinner here, I think. Yeah, this, you have a nice lunch of dumplings. Yeah, Mike lunch. does not neglect to bring you the chili sauce. Hell yeah, chili sauce. Chili oil, but yeah. Yep. Uh, this has been nice, Simon. We should do it again sometime. Uh, next time, I think you'll pick the restaurant, though. Yeah, sure. I know a couple good places out in my area. I'll look forward to it. You two shake hands and disperse. I head back to my lab with a little bit um well, what's the word I'm hunting for? Cheerfully, I guess? A little more uplifted, I suppose. A little bit of a spring in your step. Sure. I, I cannot picture Steiner skipping at all, but no. Just is he bit. whistling a jaunty tune? No. Damn. Does Steiner even know how to whistle? He has a robot to do it for him. Ah. Does he know how to be jaunty? He definitely knows how to whistle because he's done it before. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. But yeah, he's back a little bit straighter, just a little bit, in a little bit better mood. 
Yeah. He was almost maybe a little too focused on what he was doing, and now he's just clears his head. He's doing good now. He's got some food in his stomach. You know. Feels good about life. Yeah. Victor's still lingering in his mind a little bit, but he's not too terribly worried about that. Suddenly. <laughs> suddenly he's hit by a car and dies. Oh, no. <laughs> suddenly, on your way back from your lab, uh, Victor's standing there. Hey, Professor, I need another favor. And then Victor is hit by a car and dies. <laughs> wow, that plot line sure was handled pr- abruptly. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. So. Uh, this session is going to have an outro, but it is going to be another secret outro. Ah, dang it. I can't see Secret outro. You won't send it to me until it's like next week or something, so I won't be able to hear it. Might actually be a couple weeks down the line. I might just have to make you promise not to listen to it early. I will promise I will not listen to it early. If you don't want me to listen to it, I will not listen to it. Okay. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Come back. I'll see you next week with another hunt. Oh, wait. Before before we go, real quick, uh, Grant actually leveled up from the one failure from <coughs> this uh, from this session. So uh, for my level up, I took my last combat magic pick, which is Ball, which essentially is the same as, like, Blast Missile, except for... Um, uh, it's, it's the same as Blast, except instead of two harm, it does one harm, and um, it's area, so I can do area shit now. How would that even work? You get at least two harm, no matter what you do, unless you're doing Earth, it looks like. Right, that's plus one harm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah, because area is you divide the harm up. And I'm like, yeah. how do you divide one harm? We're not no, doing you, half you can, harm here. You can do I refuse two. to work in fraction. <laughs> you can do two harm. Uh, you, you do a minimum of two harm unless you're doing earth, and then it's only one harm for whatever yeah. reason. I, I could have taken fire, which the, this sheet has a typo. It says it's only one, plus one harm. Fire is actually plus two harm, but the the... The thing is about fire is that it spreads unless you roll a 10. <laughs> and I'm not confident in my ability to keep fire under control. I'm not confident in your ability to confident in your ability to keep fire under control either. Yeah, see? It's a good thing. I refuse to take it. You know, it's funny that it's taken Grant this long to master the power of orbs. Orb, yes. Orb. 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 No, not doing that. That's Come a good on, place we, need a, we need nope. an orb from you to close it out. No. Come Please. on. Orb. Come on. Orb. Come on. Yes. Peer pressure. Orb. Yes. 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 Arkansas already has a personnel deficiency after the Viper anomaly. Cool.
could pull from Colorado, but there's no one stand out. Connecticut is always Personnel Officer Sandra Habsburg was deep in her cups. California had become a problem recently, the local ravens having suddenly gotten much more effective. They'd been keeping pace pretty evenly with the locals up till now, having made a strategy of allowing the unsolvable problem of the B-side desert to keep the ravens busy and catching anomalies before they even got moving. But now, without warning, the department was falling behind. Georgia always gets busy this time of year, can't pull from them, Hawaii's only just barely holding equilibrium, Idaho's an absolute problem. The Ravens had been scooping up anomalies before the department even caught wind of them. No sign of whatever had put that girl in a hospital, the department's pattern recognition software hadn't even guessed at whatever was killing people around Long Beach until after an unexpected tour had come through the refinery. No one had picked up on the chronological irregularities quickly enough to get agents to the park in time to find the source, and whatever weird lion creature was sighted in Ojai was gone before the team had even laced up their boots. Kansas is... well, Kansas can't pull from there. Kentucky is such a perfect team, we can't break them up. Louisiana is... Whatever had happened with the Southern California Ravens, the local team simply wasn't enough anymore, and it was on Sandra to fix it. She'd ruled out extra training pretty quickly, deciding that reinforcements would be simpler and more effective. She needed to pull from other states that were well off, get some fresh blood and new eyes in the region. So now she was in her cups, as she always was for tricky arrangements like this. Sitting on the floor of her office, leaned back against her desk, bouncing a racquetball against her door, verbally combing the entirety of the DHEA personnel list. Maryland might be good, it's pretty quiet. Massachusetts, too. Nothing happens up there. Michigan's a problem. She needed a state that was stable, in a position to lose some people without falling apart. Smart soldiers, eager, attentive, experienced. A good group to pump into California. A good group. Or... Nevada... A headliner. She winds up another throw, but pauses, instead bringing the ball close to her face and turning it over in her hands. Without taking her eyes off it, she asks, Has Area 51 finished upgrading the holding cells yet? Her assistant, Philippiner Katri, doesn't look up from his position on the couch in the corner of the office, focusing down and blowing through reports like only someone with an adetic memory can. Just about. Last report says they'll have everything together by next Tuesday. Sandra nods, putting the ball back in her desk and smiling to herself, having found her answer. As soon as you're done with that, send a message over to Arius. As soon as they've put a bow on the upgrades, she's being reassigned to Los Angeles. The Ravens aren't going to know what hit them, 